Pyramid Center. Starting the garage, I'm Corey Culp, Freddie Wolf. March Madness continues. March. March it is. Beware the March of Ides, or the Ides of March, because they're here. Yeah. I know the quarter of the way through Martial Law 2 undercover before I thought, man, I wish you would have stopped last week. <laughs> right? I mean, good Lord, it could have been on a high note. But maybe, maybe we still can. We got one more Friday. We got one more. And I'm not that I'm digging the choices, so we might have to we might have to shake that magic eight ball and see what we get. <laughs> well, look, we might have to just throw the five names in a hat and draw one. Or we can just end up doing sneaky or three commentary instead, because I think that might be more fun than things are offering up to us. Yeah, well, uh, so yeah, but, uh, here we are. Here we are. We have Martial Law 2 undercover. Now, we talked about last week about uh, when we did mission of justice that mission of justice was supposed to be a sequel to the movie that we're covering today. Yeah. And well, the covers for these things. And the reason why we chose to do martial law too, is because it looked like it was a Cynthia Rothrock feature. It's not. No. And then when you couple it with what the, what we read about it, this being um, the predecessor to what was supposed to be a third movie in the series, you're like going, Oh, well, no shit, because this is all, this is a Jeff Wincott movie with Cynthia Rothrock sprinkled in there once in a while. Well, I feel like maybe Cynthia Rothrock just did some, and quit or something. I don't know, man. Weird. Like maybe she had a falling out with the whole, I, I, who knows, man. It's, it's just a weird thing. Yeah. So here we go. Martial Law 2. Martial Law 2. Well, okay. So this is just kind of goes to what we've been talking about through the series, um, on and off, depending on f- where we go with our subjects since the beginning of the show. VHS covers are, are a big seller. You end up, they, they will sell you on something that is awesome or undersell you on something that is awesome or you end up getting a shit bag. Oh yeah. And this is one of those shit bags. It's not terrible movie. It's just that it's not what's promised to you. Like Cynthia Rothrock is in three scenes together with Wincott. There's one scene where she fights these dudes in a parking structure that has nothing to do with yeah, the rest like, of the from movie. Another, from, from another movie. <laughs> And wait, I thought her and that chick were going to hook up. I swear to God, I did. Oh, the one from the from the bar? The, yeah, the, the, the high-end call girl. The yeah. Heidi Fleiss uh, fucking yeah. call girl. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what the... I, I don't know what was going on in this movie, but you know the original title of this movie. I looked it up. It was called Ponytail Warriors. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time you saw this many ponytails in one movie? That, okay. So, so just like the area of the Jeff Wincott movie, he's... He's got to have a catalyst to do what he has to do in this. His <laughs> and what does this movie? This movie starts out with something in common with all of the other movies we've watched this week. And what is that? Oh, uh, hold on, I got to think about the opening of the movie because I had to separate this twice. What was the opening of the movie? It's the motorcycle gang. They show up to oh, make a drug yeah. deal in Griffith Park. Yeah, you know, and there's yeah. a van full of guys who look like bikers who don't have any yeah, bikes. Yeah, I and forgot then- <laughs> that. I forgot that was the opening. Dude, that feels like a whole tacked-on opening to another movie. Right. 
so Jeff Wincott stumbles up all drunk. Dude, that's what I'm saying is I don't even remember it. We, we before we got on Mike, you were saying, man, I don't remember anything about this movie. And you just watched it. I know. I just finished it. <laughs> it um, When you're watching it, Billy Drago shows up. And I'm like, oh, okay. All yeah. Right. And he's not, he's, he's hardly in it. He's not in it enough to help this. No, I mean, no, you know, what's funny dude is where the motorcycle gang does pull up. They don't even look like they, their bikes or anything. They, they look like a bunch of dudes. They recruited at the sagebrush cantina. <laughs> hey, you guys want to be extras in our movie? You know, could you guys, Hey, just maybe we're going to shoot on Sunday. Maybe you guys roll out to Griffith park. You know, you guys ever see cyborg? Cause the guy who was in cyborg is going to be the <laughs> head of the motorcycle gang. <laughs> Shit. I mean, that's him, right? Isn't yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he's never in the movie again. No. And then, and the guy that plays the baddie, he doesn't really oh, do anything. Dude. Paul, Paul Johansson. And I'm like, the whole time I'm watching him going, why is it? I know this guy's face. I know he does other stuff. And I had to look it up because I forget. Yeah. He was on for nine seasons on one tree Hill. He played one of the dads. Dude. And, but here's the thing. I don't remember him being so shitty. Bro. He sounds like he sucked down. He was fucking, he was on the syrup the whole time, dude. Like he was just sucking NyQuil in between takes. Dude, he sounded, I mean, he was performing terribly. It was like going, I mean, he was on a a, a nighttime soap opera, essentially is what One Tree Hill was. And it's fine. I'm not knocking the show, but he was fine on it. It was kind of like Lawrence Alamis. It's like going, you were fine on that. What the fuck was going on? It makes you yeah, wonder dude. what goes on in these sets. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. Somebody is, hey, dude, have you got, dude, smoke this and drink some NyQuil. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I'm a fan of bad acting it's at points because there's a lot of bad acting in this movie, but some of it's not yeah. terrible. Like when they torture that informant for no reason. The right. guy who sort of rolls over on, for I don't even know what he's rolling over on about. No. But when he starts spilling his guts. Well, dude, what a terrible, terrible, this guy. I mean, I don't even know how you get, how do they even cut a performance out of this dude? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess they just let it, they didn't care. <laughs> it wasn't a performance driven film, Corey. No, no. And maybe, maybe Paul Johansson just thought that his, his flunky next to him played by Evan Lurie was so awful that he probably that's, that's the big muscular muscle boundy, right? That right, fights yeah. Everybody. He's the one. He's the one whose features are too small for his head. That's the guy. That I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the guy I'm talking about. That sounds like he's on cough syrup. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Paul Johansson is no. Just, Paul Johansson is worse. He, he's Spencer. That's what I mean. He's not. He's doesn't. He's not very good. No. Here's something wild though. Evan Lurie, he retired from acting, thankfully, but he's a composer and he composes a whole bunch of kid shows like Backyard Again and a whole bunch. I was. I had to look it up. I'm like, that's so. What a, what a pivot. <laughs> well, you know, he saw, um, he probably watched martial arts and went, well, I got to do something else. No, he's pissed off because he wasn't in martial law three. Yeah. No, God, no. Cause they didn't make it. It was called, uh, what was it called? <laughs> mission of hope. Mission, mission of justice. justice. <laughs> oh shit. Maybe I've what? had too much cough medicine. Mission of hope, mission of whatever. The, the, there is somebody that's in this. He's part of the the martial arts fight team. And this he's in, I'm assuming he's in a lot of Wincott stuff because he was in Mission of Justice also. This Leo Lee, he's got long hair in this. And yep. it's so funny about him. I know how accomplished of a, of a performer and a martial artist that he is. So there's a one moment when Jeff Wincott gets rushed to the gym by those three guys. Oh, yeah. And like he, the, he's the last one he's fighting, and the way he's fighting him, I'm like going, he, you can tell he's totally downplaying his abilities to make Wincott look good. 
and it's and it's like noticeable. It's because of the way they shot it, the way they cut it. It's just and you could tell he was just kind of like, oh, I just learned how to round kick, roundhouse kick today. That's it's that kind of bad performance. What I do love about it is they they stick to that wind cut staple of the sixteen punches at a time to the abdomen. Yes, with the with 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 the machine gun sound effects. They do that a lot. So I, I got to say something. And we've talked about the continuity uh, of, of the last movie. The continuity of this one is fucking weird because when Cynthia Rothrock has that fight in the mall, the mall parking lot, and yeah. she goes, oh, I'm supposed to be on vacation. And the next time you see her, she's writing a report and Wincott walks in. Hey, beautiful. What are you doing? I just want last report that I'm going on vacation. I'm like, wait, you were already on vacation. Dude, you just said that. I, I, yeah. That's why I think this was <laughs> literally, I think she quit or something like halfway through the movie. And they had a bunch of, you know what I mean? There were already scenes yeah. and then they just turned it into like Wincott had to bury the rest of it. There is one good scene in this movie. I, I, just, I don't understand the the, uh, the genesis of it all because I don't understand what the whole thing was like. If my guy wins, I get your company for $10 million. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would have been like, if my guy wins, I get your company for free. I mean, I'm just, that's not good business, Paul Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Now you got, now you got three days to come up with $10 million. <laughs> I mean, dumb. Dumb, so dumb, dude. I mean, I was like, dude, was, is anybody paying attention? But the fight, that fight is actually pretty it's not decent bad. for this type of yeah. movie. Um, you know, him and him and, uh, and Conroy, Conroy Gaten. Yeah. Who, who is a total badass. But I mean, he's, he's not in it a lot, but he has his two guys, right? His yep. two guys that mm-hmm. handle, they handle the fight with, uh, with Evan Lurie. Yeah. Two on one. It's a good fight. I agree. And it's actually the best fight because no one's trying to act. They're just no, they're just fighting, fighting dude. And I kind of dig the whole like you know they're 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 like you know they're and they're really kind of going for it. And, and and I like the fact that that that's the moment I was like, okay, maybe this maybe it's going to get now not better. It it's no. uh, it just doesn't reach the absurdity of the other movies. That I mean, even Eye of the Tiger, dude, right. was way more fun than this. This this movie this that's what's wrong with this movie. It's not fun and it, it's disjointed. No. Even the Rothrock fight sequences, which all seem to be from another movie before Jeff Wincott joined this one. Right. They're just kind of uninspired. I mean, dude, how many times do you need to see her kick over her head over, you know, kick the guy behind her over her head? I mean, right. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's her move. I know it is. But the only time you see the move is in that mall scene. Right. And ironically, the mall scene is when she's holding a baseball bat. That's the cover that we got fooled yep. into thinking this was her movie. Right. So, I, I'm 100% belief that this is from another, that moment's from another movie. Um, speaking of moments from other movies, there was three pieces of trivia that we talked about that we discovered when we were doing uh, Mission of Justice. And one of them can go fuck itself. And one of them can go fuck itself because that movie came after this one that we're covering right now. And they said emphatically that Jeff Wincott did not know how to use sticks until 45 minutes before they started shooting. Yeah. How much does he use sticks in this movie? So much. But this movie, oh yeah, yeah, in this movie. He uses sticks when he fights those three guys in the gym. Yes. So this movie came after, see, yeah, I don't, I don't believe, so what, so what, see, this is, this is where all the fucking lies help fucking spin you into the movies because yeah. this is, this came before, right? Mission of Justice. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's what I'm saying is like when right. they did Mission of Justice and part of the trivia for that movie was that he had never used sticks before. Right. <laughs> he yes. uses sticks more in that scene in the gym in this movie than he did in, in mission. Oh yeah. I know. That's a, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of there. This movie's all over the place, dude. I mean, 
If you got Billy Drago in the movie, how about putting him in the movie? I feel like Billy, yeah. Billy Drago came on when Wincott came on, but he was only available for like a week. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like when you see Billy, you see him in what, three scenes? Well, even more than that. Yeah, that's it. So I mean, let me rephrase that. Three setups, I should say. Yes. He's got like four or five scenes in the in the station and then one or two in some kind of hotel, motel, whatever the fuck it is. But that's it. Who knows where he's at, where he kills himself at the end. Right? <laughs> Good God. To say that, I was a little more disappointed to see the stick thing. I'm like, as soon as he started using sticks, I'm like, hey, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) You big liar. Liar. Wincott, yeah, liar. Cynthia, again, not in it a lot. There are lots of continuity things we mentioned already. Wincott probably has the most, the biggest fight that he ever has in the entire movies when he's fighting these three dudes as far as like all, all at one time. There's one moment in between and then he's training with her the next scene. Yeah. It's like, you just got your fucking ass kicked. Yeah. You walked away and they ran away, but dude, there's no way you're not fucked up enough. You're not going to be, I don't know, dude, you're not going to be doing that. You're not going to be working out. Now I want to ask you who is undercover her (laughs) or him because she's undercover as a bar. Well, yeah, because he, he tries Uh, to go undercover and he gets blown the second he gets. (laughs) You're a cop. Everybody knows he's a, everyone knows he's a cop. Tanner, the big doofus. Yes. We can't, we can't help you here. Oh, no, man. <laughs> we don't serve your kind here, cop. I mean, it's, like, uh, it's so bad. I, I wish he had a stoner server voice, but he doesn't. He's got some no. kind of European thing, and I can't, I couldn't put my finger on it. It's like Dolph Lundgren on cough syrup. <laughs> Seems like cough syrup was a big thing at Crafty, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. That's all he had. You want some, hey, man, you want some night cool, bro? Uh, you want the blue stuff or the red stuff? Yeah, both. Um, <laughs> take the blue syrup or the red syrup, man. <laughs> that was when the Wachowskis were actually craft service guys. That's where they stole that whole uh, thing. But they put it in a pill pill form. Oh, my God. Um, no, but uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, there's a scene in the movie. <laughs> another one of my favorite scenes for reasons that won't make sense to anybody but myself uh, is the uh, when they, the big funeral scene, right? Cops, you know, they've got the, they've got oh, the, 20, the, yeah, the other cop gets killed. And, you know, there's the big moment where they, they've got the 21 gun salute and all the LAPD's finest are standing there and, and Wincott's there and he's got his uniform on, he's got his hat on and his hair is down. It's like hanging out from his hat, like touching his collar. He's got, it's, it's like ringlets coming. I'm like, no cop, no, give me a break. But it, Made me laugh so hard, dude. I was like, I laughed for like 10 minutes. I kept stopping it and like just looking and going back and looking at his hair. Sticking out from, he's unshaven. <laughs> I mean, look, even if you're an undercover cop, dude, if you're going to like your partner, I don't even remember who he was. I honestly, just, I just remember the funeral scene. I don't even remember. This is how much I gave a shit about the movie. I couldn't tell you who, who had gotten killed. I would even care about going to the funeral, but I'm assuming since Wincott was, was the guy with the flag and you know, the whole deal that he gave a shit about whoever, whoever was killed, but come on, man, is his hair that important? Dude. No, he should have been standing in his Canadian tuxedo off to the side <laughs> by a tree, like watching it happen. If that's what they want to do, but come on. So when he's having this sit down, he's at the cafe, right? With him and Cynthia sitting in the cafe and they're like, Whatever the cop's name is, blah, 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 huh? He's like, yeah, really? Like, the, <laughs> yeah. It was the weirdest conversation. Like, it wasn't like, like a friend of theirs, a cop that they work with, didn't just get murdered. No. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm just like, uh, okay. Well, it's because everybody's, everybody was fucked up on cop syrup. <laughs> Nyquil, man. 
That's what happens when you drink the red and not the blue. Ooh. <laughs> Shit. So you you said you were going to say something in this uh, during, and you you wanted to see my. So what were you going to say? That was it. It was the sticks thing. Oh yeah, well, of course. Well, because it was just like it was. It was our. They did like it's a selling point for the other movie. He's right. such a badass. He fucking did sticks for the first time ten minutes before he shot the scene, which is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there's a Wikipedia page for this one. Again, I always talk about uh, how important it is to kind of round out information. Usually, it's pretty accurate. There's nothing here. It's just plot, release, cast, and unfortunately, there's nothing else to go on. What I want to ask you is: Cynthia Rothrock always as bad as she is in this movie? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember her being, I mean, but maybe I'm just watching the movie, watching these movies 30 years after the fact. And then I'm like, wow, well, no wonder your career didn't take off. You, I mean, you can kick ass, but you got to be able to at least, you know, get through your lines. This movie has three pieces of trivia on IMDb. I'm going to tell you what they are. Yeah. Here they are. Released theatrically in the Philippines where Cynthia Rothrock was already an A-list actress. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you right. say so. Second one. Rothrock signature kick back over her own head to the head of the guy in the front of her. Yes. <laughs> Described it that way. Thanks. As, as, this, this is how it says. I'm not, I'm going to read, I'm going to read without stuttering this time. Rothrock signature kick back in over her own head to the head of the guy in front of her as distinctive as an Alfred Hitchcock walk on occurs in the 52nd minute. Oh my God. Are you serious? Dude, it is as familiar as a Hitchcock walk on and it's almost as good. <laughs> That's how Alfred Hitchcock would kick people. He'd just walk into the fucking scene. He'd just walk into the movie. That's how he kicked people. Here's the last one. And it's funny because it's, it's a reference to a movie we already talked about. Not in length, but we've talked about it. We've mentioned it. One of the motorcycle gang's members is wearing a brotherhood cut vest from Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth. Yes, I noticed <laughs> it. I laughed. I was like, it's one of those guys. It's one of the guys from the Sagebrush. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that opening that could have been from any movie you know it, it's really just but i mean dude they roll up it, it's a nice sunny i mean i can only buy them as so tough too come on right and i told you like the, for the first 10 minutes of the movie it was so out of sync it was like a hong kong dubbed movie and it was actually better i should i should have just left it left it out, what? left it out of sync out of sync yes <laughs> all the sound effects were all the everything was out of the dialogue like it was literally like the guy was Standing there staring, his mouth moved. They cut back to the other guy, and then the vocals, it was that out of sync, and it was far more entertaining before I fixed it. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, one other thing we wanted, we talked about, and we joked about it, and we thought it was, both thought it was super funny. I don't think we've done, gone back to double check on Eye of the Tiger, but this is three movies in a row now where it's exactly 91 minutes. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. Super weird, right? 91 minutes. I, I don't know what what they're going for there, but it, it has to be something like we, we were Dude. theorizing that it was just tape stock. And they stretched out this 91 minutes because the opening oh, title yeah. sequence, dude, how much, how much is there just over black? There's nothing going on except for words for about four minutes. <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's not, <laughs> what's funny. It's like oh, when I had a tiger 30, 92 minutes. Wow. It's almost there. Well, like you noted, though, is there's a certain level of expectation you want you from an audience that you, I need to be entertained for 90 minutes. I can't say I was the one that looked at the back of a, of a movie box to see how long it was. Never. No, I was trying to figure out how long because I knew I had so long to watch it. I didn't decide on something 
on that movie based on the time. I decided like, all right, do, can I, do I have enough time to get a second movie or a third movie? That's the only reason I ever looked. But in a lot of times in straight to video horror movies, and I'm talking about like ones that were like shot on video. What, how jarring for that was that for you the first time you saw one of those? Oh yeah. One of those like shot on video. Like what does somebody shoot us in their fucking backyard? It wasn't shot on film and it was the weirdest experience. I didn't know those things existed, but no, I mean, well, the one thing I will say about this, this was shot on film. I mean, but it's funny. This also felt like they used a lot of locations from silk stockings. <laughs> I mean, dude, like the color palette in this movie is all over the place. They never painted at one single fucking place. This is the kind of movie you just walk in. Maybe you dress it, but you kind of just shoot it. You pick them because you don't have to paint them. And <laughs> it doesn't matter. But if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna walk and shoot something in a bl- all blue room, don't dress everyone in blue. Is my advice. That's 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 it. The there's a moment where <laughs> Wincott has to go. Detective Sean Thompson, by the way, if you needed it, I don't understand and that. Do you no, need a moniker? Can they give him some a shorter name? I don't understand. Like in the the baddie is Spencer Hamilton. Shorten the names. Yeah, you know you gotta be. Able, you have to be able to yell these things. Like Tanner, that's a good one. Tanner, Sean Thompson, Sean Thompson. Nobody yells <laughs> Sean Thompson. Anybody. Tanner. Gluck, gluck, gluck. What do you want? <laughs> Should we talk about some of the other females in the show? Because, yeah, uh, there's because and they're they're not terrible. I thought Sherry Rose was really good playing Bree. Yeah. She was good. Yeah, and Deborah Driggs as Tiffany. She was pretty good, and she's in a bunch of stuff. You've seen her in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Sherry Rose, dude, was in one of the. Uh, it's kind of a weird guilty pleasure for me. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Black Scorpion? Yeah, yeah she was. Yeah, and then she yeah. showed up on, on on the series too. Yeah. Totally. That she was good on this. And by the way, speaking of her part, does this, she just like peace out like right at the end? Yeah, <laughs> like she's when, gone. Fight when she's fighting Cynthia Rothrock, all of a sudden she can't fight now. Right. We've we've seen her kick ass the rest of the movie. Now she can't fight. Yeah, she forgot. <laughs> oh no, it's Cynthia Rothrock. She's gonna kick me with her scorpion kick. You know why? Because again, it this the Cynthia Rothrock fight was shot like for another movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Where Cynthia Rothrock was a bully and she just was kicking the shit out of women. She just go around beating people up. You think you're it's tough? Like, have you seen that slap video, that short where the guy yes. is in the back here slapped? That, that's that's what Cynthia Rothrock was like. Dude, she's just kicking everybody's ass on set. <laughs> My favorite bit of dialogue in this entire movie is when Cynthia Rothrock is interviewing to become a bartender. Dude. Cookie Monster. Oh, go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've worked here and there. Nowhere you've heard of. Mostly downtown. Oh Any gosh. place I could call for a reference? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe, but I don't, uh, I'm not going to give you any names. I mean, dude, that's some brilliance. I mean, some brilliant yeah. writing and some brilliant, it's a brilliant delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best written scene in the movie. The bartender is reading his lines off of the fucking labels of the bottles. Yeah, Go back exactly. and look at it. He's Go back like, and look at it. You see his mouth moving. You can see her. He's 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 like counting. No, Okay. Oh uh, yeah! Uh, oh, 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 oh. oh wow! Where did you go? Where did you go to school? Would you? What about Cookie Monster? <laughs> oh oh good lord! Dude. Long Island iced tea. A Long Island <laughs> Cookie Monster. You sure know your drinks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying so to give good. her a job. I got some busy nights coming up, and we got that special thing going on. And then her. Oh, you mean like a bodyguard? <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of like a bodyguard if you want to look at it that way. 
And then when they're going to make that big deal at the end with the money, she's standing there where there's Tanner and Spencer and her stand between them. I'm like, well, where the fuck did Brie go? Yeah, exactly. She was the, his right hand man or white hand woman, if you want to call yeah, that. But exactly. It was weird, right? It was yeah. weird. Again, the other, one of the other females in this that's in the movie quite a bit is Deborah Driggs playing Tiffany. Yeah. She's actually pretty good. Yeah. Points in this movie. She kind of looks like the B version of Catherine Mary Stewart. Yeah. I see that. The last Starfighter. Yeah. She, um, <laughs> again, talking about putting things in this movie to stretch it out. When her and Drago are doing it. <laughs> oh, dude. Good Lord. I never wanted to, I mean, you know, I never <laughs> wanted a sex scene to end except until I saw this. I was just like, oh, enough. Enough. And even even though we, our desire was was for it to end quick, it it, it was a long scene anyway. It was like, yes, God, 40, just, it's 40 seconds too long, just like the fights. In just like the fights. Mission of justice. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it, was a, it was a horizontal fight that was 40 <laughs> seconds too long. It, it was brutal, man. Uh, uh, and it was such an odd place to put it. Yeah, totally. All she had to do was just get him knocked out. And right. that was her whole job. I'm like, why, yeah. why do they have to screw first? Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. Again, <laughs> shot for another movie. This movie, this whole movie felt like it was cobbled together from like, they had enough funding for one movie, but they got greedy and they tried to make three movies. And then they ended up having to cobble together one movie <laughs> but, out of pieces of three. Maybe. I don't know. Pat Asante is the one that plays George the bartender. Oh. On IMDb, that <laughs> actually has his quote from it. And it's this scene we're talking about it. <laughs> says George testing her bartending knowledge cookie monster cookie monster gotcha and cream to cocoa cream to mint vodka lit on fire run like hell run like hell very good <laughs> very good you're funny you're a card where have you worked anywhere I know of <laughs> I was considering this movie I'm surprised I didn't ask her to make her make him a blowjob yeah, I'm shocked right <laughs> I mean come on um, considering the clientele for this place, did you know what I'm saying? It's like going, he he questions her right about these drinks that he's not going to make in this place, right? She would never make these drinks in this place because it's just a whorehouse. Yeah, come on, you, you're gonna make give me cookie monsters, Long Island iced teas. What was the other drink? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Make these things? I mean, no, come on, like who, like the cookie monster, like beer, bourbon, and that's it, whiskey. Yeah, don't even bother. Anyway, yeah, that's most of the scenes that we do get with Tiffany is is right there. So yeah, when I mean, it's, she, it's her betting somebody for uh, blackmail purposes later yeah. on or something. Or <laughs> something. Something. A lot of good it did. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then her heartwarming story about how she, you know, she's like, do you have parents you can go to? I mean, she looks like she's 35. I'm serious. Yeah. She was 30, 31 or 32. But I mean, she didn't look out of run. My parents died when I was a kid. <laughs> 28 years ago. They're, they're retired in Florida. What are you talking about? I mean, is that what she said? They're retired no, in Florida? She said they died. I don't she know. Said they, she said they died. No, but she said they died. They died when I, when I was a kid. Well, maybe like, they did. I've been on my own for 28 years. Uh, it just was so, <laughs> like, was, I was, there was this weird maternal. I was just like, what? what is this movie, man? Uh, and again, it almost sounds like we enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly enough but not as much as we should have or could have like yeah it, it just didn't it, they didn't really go for it again it feels like pieces of other movies they just made they just threw it together 
And they're like, yeah. look, man, we'll go for the gusto on the next one. I think it's a disappointing thing. I, I would really wanted them to, when you see the cover for this, the American cover, Jeff Wincott's had a little bit bigger. So he's like, and he's got top billing. It's like, yeah, they're both on, you know, they're both above the title, but it's still, his name is listed first and her second. But that's the only time that I came across any key art where it wasn't her as the forefront. Hell, most of the time he wasn't even on the cover. Right. I don't get that. That's what I think I'm more disappointed. I'm going, I thought we were watching a different movie. I thought, I thought, and, and this might, I'm not much of a stretch to say this. The movie that followed this, that was supposed to be a sequel to this is better than this. Way better. It's a part three. Yeah. Like Snake Eater 3. <laughs> but see, unfortunately, <laughs> Snake Eater 3 is rad and this is not. Well, this isn't. But I got to say, after watching this, I have a more of an appreciation for Mission of Justice. <laughs> I mean, Mission of Justice, Mission of Justice was entertaining. It was, But yeah, at least in, in the story was coherent. You didn't feel like there right. weren't, there wasn't just one moment in Martial Law 2 that felt out of place. In no, it was every moment. Movie. Every moment felt out of place. Yeah. I it really felt, it felt like it's like a Roger Corman situation where he goes, you know what? I got footage from these five movies. That's amazing. Let's cut it all together. Yes. That's kind of what this felt like, which is weird considering this had de- a decent success for them to attempt to make a sequel. I guess they had a lot of, a lot of extra B roll <laughs> or just the fact that the first one was actually pretty good. I hear. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go back and watch it now. I, I, feel, I, 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 feel, I feel like I had 91 minutes stolen from my, <laughs> right, stolen from me. Ninety-one minutes. I'll never get back. Well, well can you, here's I'll the thing that sucks. Now, the six recommendations I saw afterwards. I don't. I don't want to watch any of those. Yeah, it's tough, man. I don't know what uh, you know. We'll have to. Uh... All right. Well, <laughs> I. I think. <laughs> oh, good lord! Speaking dude. speaking of stretching things out for a decent length. <laughs> here we go. We're trying to reach ninety-one <laughs> minutes, just like. Uh, what is this movie? What is this movie called again? Street Justice um, Two. Um, uh, marital law. I mean, martial law. Martial, two. <laughs> martial law two. <laughs> Trying to reach the ninety-one minute mark. We're almost there. <laughs> Let's keep vamping. Uh, Call us. The line, li- did, lines are open now. <laughs> we just decided what number five is, and um, we're both pretty secure in the fact that this is going to be a proper closer. And maybe, maybe even um, match our our second of Sneak Eater Three, his law. I would hope. Yeah, man. I mean, it it looks like it could be. Good lord, <laughs> we're not doing Tiger Claws Two, by the way. No, we're not saying what we're saying. But this movie is incomprehensible. This isn't. This isn't a movie. <laughs> this this isn't even fun. Like 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 you noted, mission mission of justice was. Fun. Gosh, they really needed a better name than that. <laughs> mission of justice. It's like a mission of justice. Not a yeah, mission. But, we're on a mission of justice. It's a mission of justice. It's, a, it's an admission of injustice, that fucking movie. This is terrible. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they went from marital law to, to that name. You think they would have come up with something simpler. But then again, like I talked about, they have all these names that don't make any sense. I'm sure there was a lawsuit involved. They, they, these dudes were probably all doing blow. They fucking couldn't get along. And they're like, you can't, I don't give a fuck. And they're like, well, let's take, we'll just change the fucking name. Fuck you and your martial law fucking franchise, <laughs> motherfucker. City of Justice or Mission of Justice. <laughs> That's oh what it's going to be called. All right, then. There you go. March Madness. March Madness goes on. 
One more. One right, more Friday. If you want to follow us on socials, show us at Karate Pod on Twitter, uh, Letterbox, Instagram. Corey's also on Letterbox at Corey underscore Culp and on Instagram at Culprit97. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Detective Sean Thompson at Letterbox.com. That's Detective Sean Thompson, the one with cool hair. <laughs>